Hello, happy Monday to everybody. We have a big week this week. Big week, draft week, super exciting. Super duper exciting. Today we have the fourth and final matchup of the quarterfinals of the AFL Team Name Rumble. Tomorrow we have a review of Abducted in Plain Sight. Reminder, watch that. Um, Crazy, crazy, crazy documentary. And then draft content starts Wednesday and Thursday. I think on Wednesday... I, shot, I had an interview with my good friend Dylan Besser talking about the draft. It's going to be a good week, big week. Get excited and enjoy the last matchup of the quarterfinals of the AFL Team Name Rumble. He has a loving wife, a dad body, the three kneecaps, and he has a bird. Welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Hello, Servus Grisach. Welcome back to the podcast. He has a bird. I am your host, Sean Shelton. I am here again with my father, Jim Shelton, which means it can only mean one thing. We're going team or game four, episode four of the AFL team name Rumble. Father, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to rumble. Good. I'm glad. And this one might be maybe even more interesting than a steel shark because at least you have an idea of what a steel shark is um this week's matchup or today's matchup i should say is is the dragons which is pretty straightforward we'll talk about uh versus the blue devils and 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 these and the dragons are the danube dragons right from correct correct yeah from from vienna Vienna. right correct okay and the Blue Devils are from Honems, um, Fraulberg. So um, the question really is, and what I want to start with, is to the same notion that I had for the Steel Sharks, what the hell is a Blue Devil, Pops? That's a really good question. And, you know, you, you, know, you haven't played these, you know, the Raiders, and this goes back to my motivational messages here, you haven't played them in a while, right? You used to yes. play them. Uh, they they dropped down to the, uh, you know, not Division the Division uh, One. So you mm-hmm. haven't played them in a while. But but in the past, it was always difficult, you know, to do because what is a Blue Devil? Uh, you know, if you if you look at the the logo, it's a Blue Devil, right? So is it just a you know a devil that's painted blue? But but you know. I couldn't accept that, so I had to do some research. And when you do research, you're probably in the, in the U.S. at least the most famous um, team mascot or or team utilizing the Blue Devils are the University of you know, or the Duke Duke University right. in, in North Carolina Blue Devils. And, and what's helped us in the past is checking out the logo, right? That's how we talked about right. the Steel Sharks. That's how we right. talked about the Black Panthers. Right. Uh, this is a, a pitchfork on fire, which is not a ton of help. So. Um, no, and, and like I said, but you know, it, if you look at the at the the Duke University of Duke Blue Devil mascot, it's a blue devil. It it's has a devil a that's blue. blue. It has yeah, a pitchfork. Exactly. It's a it's a blue devil. Um, but then you ask, you know, why did the uh, University of Duke, or, or I guess it's Duke University, why did mm-hmm. Duke University select uh, that as the team name? And it and it and it's kind of interesting because uh, it. It was, you know, um, Duke University was a Methodist university, a, you know, a, a, you know, a Christian university, 
and how do they select a blue demon or a blue devil? Because there's actually, you know, blue demons too, but the blue devil, why did they select that? And the interesting thing was it goes back to, um, there was actually in World War One there was a French um, elite, you know, mountain infantry unit uh, that was called, the, their nickname was the Blue Devils. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, my, my French is horrible, just like my German is horrible. Uh, but it was like, uh, they called them the uh, De Blas, you know, Blue. Mm -hmm. Like, so they were the Blue Devils. That's probably perfect. That's probably exactly right. Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere <laughs> close. Uh, and then, but they're also called the uh, Chasseurs Alpines. Uh -huh. So they were, they were a French elite mountain infantry unit okay. that was formed to um, address uh, threats from uh, Italy. You know, so if Italy was going, this goes, you know, this goes way back to like the late 1880s, but if Italy, uh, you know, chose to invade France and they tried to come through the Alps, they would be stopped by this elite French mountain unit. So the interesting thing is their uniforms were blue and they wore blue capes. So that's so um, French. That is so fast, French. Yeah, but but fast forward to World War One, and you know, and the U.S. was not in the war to start out with, and and these uh, France had these. Blue Devils touring the U.S. Uh, trying to get support for World War One. You know whether if, if if the U.S. was going to enter the war or just provide supplies to France. They sent you know a group of the of these French Blue Devils with their blue uniforms and their blue capes touring the U.S. And um, so they kind of became you know famous. And after the war. Um, you know, obviously, the U.S. did get in the war, but after the war, when the veterans came back, uh, you know, Duke University was still trying to, to come up with a name, and, and one of the, the top names was the Blue Devils, uh, based on this elite French mountain infantry unit, but, but the veterans that came back that were going out for football, you know, so these are, you know, these are veterans that have been at war, but mm -hmm. now they're coming back and they're freshmen, it made perfect sense to them. They knew exactly who the Blue Devils were, and they knew that they were known to be an elite, uh, elite unit, you know, like special forces. So that's how they became the Blue Devils. Okay, so is that what we're going with, with the Blue Devils? Is I think it, uh, it makes it a lot more interesting than a little blue devil with a pitchfork going against a dragon. I agree. I agree. Okay, so if we're going to go with the Blue Devils as an elite mountain military yeah. unit, what would what would a a normal blue devil yeah. uh, look like and be be I imagine be weaponized with? Right. Well, let me ask you this too: that this the the blue devils are are actually um, in Western Austria. Right. No, they're right? they're in the mountains. Yep, they're in the Alps. So it makes sense too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah. These are these are infantrymen. Um, so. Uh, you know, like once again, as far as physical size, you know, they're, they're, they're just normal, but they, mm -hmm. but they are elite soldiers. So they yeah. have been trained as infantrymen and they've also be tra been trained to fight in, in mountain terrain. So they're, they, they're mm -hmm. mountain climbers, they're cross country skiers. So very good, you know, very good athletes. 
to be part of this elite mountain squad. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as weaponry go, um, they have uh, assault rifles. Yeah. Right. Uh, they have uh, machine guns. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'd also have sniper rifles. Is this, this is all based on World War I weaponry, correct? Because World War I was the introduction of automatic weapons, I believe. Yeah, so they, okay. would be, they would be early assault rifles, early, right. you know, uh, machine but, guns. But in fact, automatic. Automatic, automatic right. weaponry. Okay. Right. Okay. So that, that's, that's what I envisioned for one team today is, is the, the legendary um, Dubla, Dubla, yeah, yeah, Blue. Whatever, don't do it. Okay, the that Blue make, Devils. That makes sense yeah. because I was I was doing research on uh, devils, right? And and I didn't focus on Blue Devils. I just focused on what what is a depiction of a devil, and um, the devil is quite literally the ink the embodiment of evil, right? Um, right? And so in every single culture, there's a different depiction of what that could be, whether that is a serpent or a snake. In some, it's actually a dragon. Um, in some, I mean, it's often categorized in Christianity as a fallen angel. What does that look like? What is? What can that be? Um, and then I came across like several paintings of like a half horse, half man, half goat with a pitchfork. I guess not half, 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 third, 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 with like a pitchfork or, uh, you know, the, the often uh, like romanticized or painted, often it kind of looks like a Krampus with wings, if you will. And um, so it, I it really doesn't look like a kill that you see as a map for the Duke Blue Devils or, you know, any other team. No, and and I was sitting there thinking like, what, what, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do with that? So I think, I think um, maybe not the most accurate depiction, but I think it, first of all, it makes sense geographically. And secondly, uh, it does make so things more interesting uh, because the dragons are the early onset um, uh, favorites. So maybe this makes things more interesting. So, okay, we're going to go with, excuse me, 11 French Alpine infantrymen. Elite, elites, yeah. Elite, elite me. soldiers. If yeah. French, if France had elite soldiers, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? was you, not going to go there. Uh, uh, okay, so, so. I did look up and see if they had any major, you know, uh, victories, um, you know, in their history of this elite force, mm -hmm. and they really didn't. Okay, well, that doesn't bode well. Okay, so. Um, so on the other side, we have dragons, which have been, you know, popularized in shows like um, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, there's even a cartoon show like How to Train a Dragon. Dragons are very popular right. amongst pop culture. But uh, what what is the history of a dragon? What what can we what can we expect on the on the field? Well, we should have a little discussion on what what's this dragon look like? What's the mm -hmm. Danube dragon look like? You know. Uh, because well, if it goes by the mascot, um, uh, it has some like growth defects. 
Yeah, that's that. Well, that's yeah, yeah, because that's probably not the fiercest looking dragon I've ever seen. Uh, you know, no. the, 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 the no. mascot, but it is so. very much a dragon, right? Right, okay. Well, but you know, dragons similar to giants, uh, as far as being mythical creatures, you know, there's dragons all over the world, mm -hmm. uh, and and dragons vary though by what, what type of dragon they are. You know, there's the Chinese dragon, uh, which is different than, say, yeah. a European the, dragon. The Chinese dragons don't even have wings, from what I no. read. No, like, they they're, don't like, fly. they're more like, they're more, you know, they're more snake-like, yeah, you know, exactly. more serpent. -like. And then, so you, so I thought, okay, we're probably going to go with a European dragon, right? Considering we, this is the Austrian football league, so a European mm -hmm. dragon. But even that, there's like the classic European dragon, you know, but they are like sponsored game. by a Korean company now, so. Okay. So, no, yeah, so but there's, I think there's, there's some discussion there. But you have, like, the, the classic European dragon would be like Game of Thrones dragon, right? I mean, very, very large, you know, winged, uh, four-legged. Yeah. You know, winged, winged dragon spine. horns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, fire breathing is another, another discussion. You know, in most cases, they're fire breathing. But then I started also looking at uh, the Linworm, which is a German type of dragon. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Klagenfurt, you know, had the famous Linworm, which isn't winged, didn't fly, was more snake-like, and didn't, and didn't uh, breathe fire. So I think the first kind of is, it, are we going a European dragon a classic European dragon, or are we looking at more of a of a Linworm type dragon? I think we are going with a normal European dragon that does have wings. It is a serpentine-ish animal. Uh, right. It is it is it is often a de descendant of like an alligator. So we're looking at an alligator type crocodile but type four legs, animal, four legs, four legged, winged. But I think I think fire breathing is up for discussion. There have been several depicted that are fire breathing, like in Norris tales, uh, like Beowulf, right? The the that that dragon breathes fire, right? Game of Thrones breathes fire. But there are also throughout history, there's also a ton of of stories, like you're saying, like the Linwood, that they don't breathe fire. They're just they're just rather large snakes, legged snakes. Well, there's there's also stories that you know that you know that they had elemental breath, meaning fire was one thing, but in some cases they could breathe ice. Okay. Uh, in other cases, they could actually breathe poison. So it, it was there was a kind of a common theme of elemental breath, mostly with with mints, but mostly being fire. But in some cases, maybe even ice. Okay. The fire breathing dragon is pretty common when you look at a classic, a classic European dragon. Okay. But it, but it, but it has a lot, you know, fire breathing, you know, uh, you know, has a lot of, uh, capability has a lot of impact on the outcome of the game today. Right. That is exactly right. And, um, but so does having an automatic machine gun. So, right. So I think I think we're instead gonna go of with a, instead of a instead of a trident. <laughs> yeah. Or, so or, yeah. So I think we're gonna stay with your stereotypical depiction 
of a dragon. It's a very large serpentine looking okay. animal with four legs that okay. can fly uh, and does breathe dragon or does breathe fire. The one thing I will okay. say is on this arena, we are playing in a dome. So it will have a roof. Uh, it is not an open-ended vertical uh, pillar, if you will. Uh, so we are, we are capping their flying ability at 15 meters, so roughly, well, let's go 10 meters. So 10 meters, roughly 30 feet. So three-story building-ish. Okay. Box. Okay. Which might not come into play in this battle, but might come into play later if, if the dragons do advance. Okay. I think it's also interesting. We've been talking about, you know, um, physical characteristics. Uh, you know, I think the other thing you mentioned is that they were known to have very tough scales. Yeah, you know, very, exactly. It was hard for weapons of any kind to penetrate the, their scales. I think the other thing, unlike giants, dragons were known to be very intelligent. You know, they were, they were known to be very knowledgeable, uh, very, very cunning. Uh, a lot of times when you saw knights or whoever, you know, they, they tried to uh, outwit them, but, 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 you know, they weren't dumb animals. They were very, or creatures, they were very smart, uh, full of not very, you know, usually very old. They'd been around for centuries and had seen a lot and knew a lot. So a lot of knowledge, um, devastating in battle. That's why normally if it's just a battle, um, you know, whoever was going against a dragon really didn't have a lot of chance. They had to try to outwit them, outsmart them, you know, convince them. In some cases, just talk them out of the fight. You know, like, hey, we really don't want to do this. You know, we'll bring you a, a virgin, you know, every you know, year or something to satisfy you or whatever, you know, or food or whatever. But, you know, let's, let's not fight. Um, and in some cases, they were thought to have magical or either supernatural powers. Uh, and they were, and like I said, they were, they were thought to be wiser than humans, smarter than us. So you've got a very, very, not, not just physically, uh, you know, very opposing, uh, you know, threat here. Also mentally, like I said, the giants are, you know, but the, but the, you know, the thing you could, you could outsmart them. That's probably not the case with the dragons. Okay, so you're, you're painting a pretty, um, a pretty, a, a picture of a, a very strong competitor. So what? Yes, what, very strong competitor. But but dragons have been slayed in in history, and they are not by no means invincible. So what would be some weaknesses of dragons, or how could the blue devils hypothetically attack? Well, I mean, in a lot of cases, you know, that uh, when, when dragons have been defeated, it was, uh, uh, you know, once again, it was outwitting them where, you know, uh, a, a bull or a cow or something was put out, um, you know, uh, with, with that had been po poisoned, you know, where the, the, the dragon would eat whatever was put out and, mm -hmm. and ultimately get sick and weak and then was able to, uh, to be uh, vanquished. Uh, there's other stories where, you know, that during battles that maybe a scale had been, you know, had been removed and, and uncovering a weak point. If you could, you know, if you could hit them and where that scale was gone, uh, then they were, they were, you know, weak in that, in that area. Uh, you know, even 
even like I said, the famous story about in Klagerford in Austria, you know, where they, they put a bull out in, you know, with hooks and things. And, and when the dragon tried to eat the, the, uh, the bull, the hooks to come and uh, do it in after it, you know, so a lot of times it's, it's trying to trick the dragon, you know, with some type of, um, of um, lure or bait that, you know, would either capture them or, or, you know, be poison them or something like that. Uh, man has been successful with sword against dragons before though, right? There are like heroic tales of a man slaying a dragon with a sword. Uh, does that man have to have extraordinary strength to penetrate the scales? Well, a lot of stories about like St. George, right? And the dragon, you know, the, you know, he killed the dragon, but he had divine intervention, right? He was a saint. Uh, okay. And he actually, he actually had, you know, the all powerful, almighty Lord, you know, backing him and, and, you know, with, with through the, you know, through God defeated, you know, and it was kind of, getting back to your discussion about the devil, it was good versus evil, right? right? The dragon was, was evil and, and St. George with God's help being goodness defeated the, the dragon. Gotcha. So no, no ordinary man would be able to defeat a dragon physically. Not normally, unless they're like I said, unless it was a dragon that had, you know, some scales had been removed and the, the knight had the, you know, was lucky enough to plunge his sword into a vulnerable area with no scales. Okay. Okay, good. So now that we get into this battle, it's 11 on 11, like always. We have capped the arena. The arena is capped at 10 meters, 30-ish feet, 32, 33 feet. Um, so they will be able to fly, but they won't be able to soar uh, like sometimes they like to do when they come down and breathe fire they can breathe fire um but it's a flat level playing field no obstacles no cover no nothing all 11 or 35 yard line whistle blows i gotta imagine the first thing that happens are the blue devils open fire yeah yeah with everything they've got yeah and how how effective do you think their their world war one if I can say primitive uh, automatic weaponry, how successful uh, do you think that 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 initial launch would be? Uh, I don't think it'd be very successful. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I think that they're I think that they're firing you know a lot of of uh, you know bullets mm -hmm. um, you know at the dragons uh, that you know probably are just bouncing off their you know their you know their you know their armor like scales that they have. Uh, if they'd had to be lucky enough to try to hit them in, in the eye, uh, you know, or maybe in the mouth or something to, to try to do some damage. Um, but I, I think, you know, also the dragons are not going to just sit there and, and, and let them, you know, take uh, practice shots at them either, right? The dragons would be probably moving. Uh, so I, I think they'll hit them with everything they've got as soon as the, the whistle blows. Uh, but I don't think that um, at least that, that initial barrage of firepower that the Blue Devils would uh, unleash on the dragons would have much effect. No, there's even stories, there's even stories of uh, swords breaking on the scales of, <laughs> of dragons. So um, 
I'm not sure this weaponry, unless you had a sniper that was a very, very good shot and could hit one of these vulnerable areas, maybe maybe during the course of the barrage of bullets, maybe a scale or two gets chipped off and somebody could, but uh, that seems to be a long shot cons- considering, um, like you said, the dragons are just gonna sit there and get shot. What do you think their reaction to well, being open to fire me, I think when the yeah, I think I think as soon as the whistle blows, I think that's the problem too. Is that if they were just sitting there, not moving, you know, at at what thirty yards, I think that you know with the sniper rifles, they might be able to you know to maybe do a little damage, you know, on the on the dragons. But to me, as soon as that whistle blows, I think they're going to hit them with firepower. You know that that I would I would think that that's one of the first things they would do at that distance, right? Because that's their long range, you know, weapon mm-hmm. is is their 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 capability to breathe fire. So I think thirty yards might be a little, you know, out of the range. Maybe I, I would think so. I would. I but would I think, think the thing, if all, you know, if they are you back? I'm sorry, I, you you broke you broke up a little. You were saying what were you saying? No, you were you were saying that at thirty yards, uh, that might be out of the range of fire breathing ability, and I, I would agree with you. I, I'm not I'm not a dragon fire breathing expert, but let's say let's say a realistic range would be fifteen to twenty yards, right? Yeah. So thirty yards. So I imagine that even though that's their long range response, they would have to close distance in order for that to be effective. Right, but but with that first burst of of the the fire. Even though it doesn't, you know, consume the Blue Devils, it, you know, it, it would be disorientating them to have that wall of fire come at them, and it would be awful hard for them to utilize their sniper rifle ability. So I think even though they're ready, you know, they, they get some first initial shots off, but then there's this wall of fire that's coming at them that doesn't, you know, doesn't send them, doesn't hurt them, but it makes it awful hard for them to, to have precision shots through that wall of fire, Absolutely. you know, to do any damage to, to the, to the, to the dragons. But I think the dragons, to your point, not only are, are, are initiating that, that burst of, of, uh, you know, fire breath, they're also moving. Right. right? I mean, they're, they're, they might not have a lot of room, you know, and that's the thing too, is that, you know, you, you talked about the dome, but also these are very large animals or creatures lined up out there on the field, they probably don't have a lot of room to even you know, to get their wings out and get at a point where they could actually, you know, because they're all out there together, right? That's good Lined point. up across yep. there. So I don't think, I don't think flight is going to have much impact, you know, to start out with. I think they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're charging, you know, using their legs. So they're moving, yeah. they're moving forward, hitting the firepower. And, and the Blue Devils are, like I said, they're throwing everything they but the kitchen sink at them with all the firepower they have. What, what is the Blue Devil's response to, um, to the wall of flame? I would imagine if I was a Blue Devil and I had an automatic weapon, I would be trying to keep as much space as possible and just going through my bullets and hoping for the best. What do you think their I response think, to that I, would be? I, I, I would think that the Blue Devils would probably retreat. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. They're not too. gonna just stand there and get massacred. They're, they're like, okay, here's this wall of fire. And I can hear, and the whole field's probably rumbling, right? Because you and you know, there's the dragons are charging. Mm-hmm. I think there would probably be they would fall back. You know, they they'd still be firing, 
right? But they would they would probably fall back. Okay, so they have 45 yards to fall back. They might not make it to 45 yards because them backpedaling shooting is not going to be as fast as a dragon rumbling. But in that in that in that first initial wave of bullets and then the continuation of shooting until the dragons keep up, do you think they have any success at all before it becomes snack time, basically? No, I really don't. Okay. I really don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I, I think they give it a valued effort. Uh, you know, I think they, they keep firing, you know, uh, they retreat. They might, have, they might have a group that are firing as the others, you know, are getting up and running and then, and, and then switching off with that. But meanwhile, you know, th- these dragon tanks, unstoppable tanks with, with, with flamethrowers are, are, are still coming. Right. And, and, and whenever they're throwing at them, um, you know, with bullets isn't isn't doing anything. Uh, so I think they keep they keep backpedaling uh, to a point where, you know, they like the Panthers. Right. They run out of stadium mm-hmm. and, and, and the dragons keep coming. And eventually the dragons get within um, range of the of the the, you know, the fire breath. And I think, I think that by the time the dragons actually get to the Blue Devils, you know, they're already um, medium well done. Yeah. You know, they're, you know if, if, the, if the dragons, you know, like, like their, you know, like their meat medium well, I think it's already done and it's prepared, ready to go. And they, then they just have an um, after-game, you know, snack but I think it's, it, they've already been cooked. Yeah, this is a uh, blue capes and all it's all gone. This is not, not boating well for the rest of the tournament with how, how much of a, uh, a predominant force and strength that the, that the dragons are, because I think you're right. I think a, a mountain Alpine infantry unit would probably not do much against a well, dragon. like, yeah, you know, like a lot of these these battles, these rumbles that we've talked about, you know, when you take a, a a team and you take them out of their element and you take them away from what they were good at, um, you know, fighting in the mountains, right, versus putting them out in, in the open field, or you're putting a panther out in the open field, or you're putting, you know, a a steel shark out on an open field. Um, I think a lot of times when you have that fish out of water type scenario, it's really not going to bode well for the team that, you know, where, where the, the dragons don't really have that. Right. I mean, no. whatever, whatever uh, battleground or battlefield you put them in, you know, they don't really have a certain way of hunting or a certain way of fighting. They have multiple ways. I mean, you even tried to take the flight away from them and I don't think it really mattered a whole lot, but I think, no. uh, I think in looking forward, the teams that, you know, if, if, if you're the Vikings or the uh, Raiders or the Giants uh, and you're looking at game film of this, this particular outing. <laughs> you're going on. Uh, shit. Yeah, I think, you know, but I think you're going to have to come up with um, a way to outsmart them or mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to do something, you know, that's, that's a little bit clever. Uh, is going to probably be your only hope. Um, 
you know, I mean, the Giants have brute force and enormous size, um, but unfortunately, you know, that, that so the, the, the yeah. they don't have the smarts either. So, yeah. uh, you know, brute force against brute force, you know, it, that would be interesting. But, the, the yeah, the, the Dragons are a very, very tough opponent. And in this particular rumble and in the scenarios that you're placing the teams in, you know, they don't really have a lot of disadvantages. No, they do not. No, they do not. But we will we will cross that bridge when we get there. For now, our semifinals are locked. We have the Giants versus the Vikings and the Raiders, the poor Raiders versus the Dragons. And and we will see. We will see if the Raiders can't pull something out of their hat. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think the Giants-Vikings are a very, very intriguing matchup. And... Uh, yeah, we will see. We will see what the future holds. But until then, pops, thanks again for your knowledge. It's always a pleasure. And no, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, good. And uh, we will pick it up probably the week after the draft, and uh, let some people breathe. Let some people let some people think about it, and then bring bring back the semifinals in in the week after the draft. Yeah, and if there's some, you know, uh, French, you know, um, Blue Devil fans out there that think that this was, a, you know, really an accurate depiction of the, the capabilities of that elite squad, then, you know, let's hear it. Let's hear it from you. Yeah, I just looked at the engagements while you were, while you were saying. Um, the one engagement that's noted in um, World War I, uh, they were in aid of a Belgian army, so it wasn't even really... Yeah, it wasn't. It was Belgium and France against Germany, but they they were in aid. They weren't. Yeah. No, there wasn't any. And then in this particular case, instead of worrying about invasion from uh, from some uh, mountain infantry from Italy, they should have been worried about you know being invaded from uh, Austrian dragons, because that's what really took them down. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, Father, thank you again. And okay. uh, I look forward to the semifinals. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Sean. It was fun. I'm wasting my life pursuing my dreams. Running and running. Stocking a wheel. Running and running. Thank you for listening to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. 
Sean is the best. He is the superstar.